my name's Alan Laycock Fuchs, and you're listening to Viking Story. This is Season 3, Episode 4, and of course this is a podcast that is an accompanying podcast to a novel that I've written, which is also set in the Viking Age. And today we are looking at the day of the week. The next day is Thursday. So what Norse god is Thursday associated with? Probably not a hard stretch to realize that Thursday comes from Thor's day. Thor's day. Thursday. So the evolution of the word there is pretty clear. What does Thor mean? Well, etymologically speaking, the god's name means thunder. So this is a clear example of an association between Thor and thunder that is as clear today as it probably was in the very beginning. It hasn't really lost its association over time in any way. Yeah, as I've said all along in most Germanic languages, this day of the week, as I said, is Thursday. But what's interesting is in German, the day is Donnerstag. And Donner in German means thunder. So again, here, there's a clear association with uh, the Norse god Thor, or at least uh, to thunder. But thunder and Thor go hand in hand, just like Donner and Blitzen. Actually, speaking of Donner and Blitzen, so you probably know Santa's reindeer. Donner, as I just said, means thunder, and Blitzen means lightning, actually. So I, this is a little bit out of my realm of expertise, and don't quote me on anything here, because I've literally done no research on, on the, the reindeer from Santa Claus. But Donner and Blitzen, I would assume that there's an association there with the reindeer in the sky and thunder and lightning coming from the sky. Obviously, the god Thor is associated with thunder. His hammer, which is his main weapon of choice, Mjölne, etymologically also means lightning. So there's a clear association as well when there's thunder and lightning that people in the Viking Age would have been thinking of Thor. Often it was assumed that when there was thunder and lightning, this was Thor probably off killing the Jotun. So yeah, Mjölne means lightning, Thor means thunder. The association is pretty clear there. So who is Thor? What can we say about him. Well, despite the uh, Marvel movies and the impression that the way he's presented there in modern culture, I guess you could say, the Marvel Thor, he's big, he's blonde hair, blue eyes, he's what we typically think of a Viking, right? So, yeah, this, this blonde hair, but the Norse sources are quite clear on this fact that actually Thor was a redhead, or ginger, if you prefer to use that term. So, he was not blonde at all. He was very much red-headed. Perhaps this also represents his fiery temper of sorts. He's a little bit wild. He was short-tempered, certainly. He was, at times, quite aggressive. He was also the strongest of the gods. That's made clear as well. And he spends most of his time killing Jotunheimmenner with his hammer, Mjölne. So this is who he is. This is what he does. This is what he's like. He's actually in many ways similar to my protagonist in my novels, Bloodsword, because Bloodsword is also is a short fuse, you could say, also very aggressive at times. So yeah, there's a, there's a few similarities there, but actually I didn't base my character on, on Thor, but <laughs> there, I wonder how those two would actually get along. What else can we say about Thor? Well, his parents, his father was Odin, so he is Odin's son, and his mother was Jorth. Now, that should already raise a few alarm bells, or, or at least some question marks. He is not the son of Odin and Frigg. He was born from Odin and Jord out of wedlock. It was one of Odin's many extramarital affairs. So this makes him only a half-brother to the gods Balder, Vali, Vidar, Holder, for example. But he is still 
a son of Odin. And Thor ends up marrying a goddess named Sif, and together they have two children of their own, Modi and Thruth, so a son and a daughter. And Thor himself has an extramarital affair with a Jotun named Jan Saxa, and they produce a child named Magni, so a son who's also much like Thor. Thor is largely associated with the attributes of being honorable and trustworthy. Of course, he's very strong, so he's associated with strength and, and power, but he's always he always tries to do the right thing. So he's kind of like the everyman of the gods in a way. He's very relatable, and he's also associated with sort of law and order and justice. So these would be the reasons that Viking Age people might have invoked Thor or sacrificed to Thor for these kinds of reasons. And I mentioned that he's very relatable. Actually, the Norse gods in general are very relatable. And perhaps <laughs> perhaps a bit of a strange way to, to put it, but, uh, but um, I, I always like to think of them as being in an Irish pub. So if you think of most other gods... Like, not, not that he's a god, the son of God, Jesus, let's say, or the white Christ, as he's known in my novel. You couldn't really imagine him today at an Irish pub. Like, not really. Or, or any god, really. That, uh, it's difficult. What would God do at an Irish pub, for example? Probably just sit there, not really drink anything, maybe just silently judge everyone. I don't know. But you can more easily imagine Thor in an Irish pub today, or, or even Odin or someone for that matter, but, but Thor especially. And in fact, there's, there's some interesting stories with Thor drinking. At one point, he projectile vomits onto someone as he holds them up against the wall. Not that you should go into Irish pubs and uh, vomit everywhere, but you can certainly imagine Thor having a good time with drink in his hand at an Irish pub. And what's interesting is that Probably out of all of the gods during the Viking Age, Thor was the most popular. And you you might wonder, how could this be? Surely Odin, the Allfather, uh, he must be the most popular. But it wasn't actually so. And the reason for this, and we see it quite clearly, by the way, in the archaeological record, there are so many Thor's hammer amulets. And we very rarely see the um, Valknut from, from Odin or... You get a few figures of Odin, of course, and, and but you also get that of Thor. But it's it's quite clear that Thor was the most popular god. And the reason for this is because he was the god of the everyman. So Odin was more associated with royalty and the upper class, the elites of society, which, of course, there are fewer of those people than common society. So that's why Thor was more popular, just more people... Sacrificed to him, more people invoked him. He was the god of the people, you could say. Um, not of the elites so much, but as I just said, the elites don't make up the majority of society. And I think that's probably where I'm going to leave things today. That's a good introductory look, anyways, at Thor and uh, who he was, what he represented. Of course, with any of these gods, I could do a full season on them if I really wanted to. So this really is just a, a cursory look. But I hope that you enjoyed it, that you got something out of it. Of course, if you're a fan, if you're an agent, if you're a publisher, I'd love to hear from you. You can get in touch with me at vikingstoryfaq at outlook.com. That's vikingstoryfaq. And I guess this brings us to my uh, conclusion. And in the most appropriate of conclusions of all my episodes so far, Q Thor's Thunder. Thunder.